thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Amen. Is that when you find that we are all the worship group, yeah? Really good, really good. We lift his name high. So, we've been doing a series on the different names or the different characteristics of God that he's given throughout the Bible. And this morning we're looking at uh, Rafa or Rafa. And uh, as a Liverpool fan, they used to say in Rafa we trust because he was called Rafael Benitez. But this morning it's in Rafa, in Rafa we trust, not in Rafael Benitez, not anymore. I quite like to cook. Any good cooks in this room? I'm sure there's some I like to, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, excellent, interesting. One thing that sometimes really frustrates me is when you get that tube of tomato puree, okay? You get the tomato puree. First of all, you spike the top with the lid, which some people didn't know you did, but that's what you do. And you use the tomato puree. But when you get to the bottom and you've squeezed it and squeezed it and rolled it and rolled it, there's always a bit left, isn't there? There's always some left. You can never quite get the rest of it out. It doesn't matter how well you squeeze it or how much you try, there's always going to be some that can't be squeezed out. But it is the squeezing that makes the difference, isn't it? It's the squeezing that makes the difference. If you don't squeeze it, you're not going to get any of it. And the squeezing makes the difference. Or there's those clear packets of marinade that you get. You know when you buy some of those ribs that you just pour something on? Yeah? Some of you don't need marinade, you just make your own. And you get those clear packets, or like sticky toffee sauce. I had some profiteroles last week. I know it's hard to tell I ate profiteroles. But um, it came with a chocolate sauce sachet. And you can't get all the chocolate sauce out, can you? No, you can't get it all out. There's always some left in there. Frustrates me. But it's the squeezing that's important. It's all in the squeeze. And apparently... You cannot tell the quality of grapes until they get to the wine press. You can't tell the quality of the grape until it's crushed. You don't know whether it's going to be a good grape, good wine, until it gets squeezed. So today, we come to the next name of God. So far, we've had Jehovah Jireh. What does that mean? The Lord that provides. We're getting there. We've had Elohim, the creator God. We've had El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty, and we've last week had Adonai, Master. Well done, those of you who are joining in. Excellent. And today we come to Jehovah Rapha, or sometimes Rapha, which means the Lord who heals. Ironic that I've been really ill this week, but anyway, I'm okay now, I think. I've not had COVID before you all panic. All right. Exodus 15, we're going to read from verses 22 to 27. It says this. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. Sounds like a good place for a deodorant, doesn't it? Um, for three days, they traveled in the desert without finding water. 
When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That is why the place is called Marah. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you, Jehovah Rapha. Then they came to Elim, where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees, and they camped there near the water. The Lord who heals, the God who heals. What does that mean? Well, let's have a bit of context first of all. Just before this passage, the Israelites have been moved out of Egypt. They've been chased by the Egyptian soldiers. They've had this Red Sea in front of them, an army behind them, and they have got across miraculously. And at the beginning of this chapter that we've just read, we see this massive full-on praise and worship session as Miriam and Moses give thanks to God for what he's done and how he's provided and how amazing he is, remembering what God has done straight away. Let's not forget, too, that actually we have a visible presence of God in the fire and smoke. So God is leading them. Okay, it's really important to know these things. So we see God's power over creation, the creator God. We see the fact that he is worthy of our praise, that he is the almighty. And we see that he is the Adonai, the one who has bought them. In Miriam and Moses' song, they say, you've bought us, you've redeemed us. We talked last week about master meaning ownership. So Adonai, we see these different names of God, this character of God represented through this whole story, through this whole passage. And then they were led into the desert. They have this full-on praise and worship. They see the miracles, and it says they were led into the desert. It wasn't random. It wasn't by accident. It was providence. It was definitely led by Moses, but also visibly by God. They were led into a desert. They were led to a place where there was no water. They were led to a place of bitterness. In fact, they were led to a place where they were being squeezed. And it's the squeezing that matters. They were led to a place where they were feeling things were a bit tight. Things were a bit uncomfortable. I'm not talking about my clothes after eating profiteroles. They were led to a place of discomfort. We don't know the quality of the wine until the grape is squeezed. Sometimes we don't know our qualities until we get a bit squeezed, until things get a bit tight. This morning, we see they were led to a place of bitterness. Can I ask us an uncomfortable question? What are we feeling bitter about this morning? You might say, well, I don't feel bitter about anything. Well, bitterness can mean a grudge. It can even mean feelings that aren't good, even if you're right to feel that way. But bitterness is not a good thing. Because when you're squeezed, bitterness is what comes out. 
Where are we feeling bitter this morning? And where are we feeling uncomfortable? As I say, as a Liverpool fan that has actually lived in Liverpool, there's a nickname given to fans of Everton Football Club, the local rivals. To their own fans, they're known as the Toffees, because someone goes around beforehand giving out Toffees. Don't know where it came from. But actually, there is a more derogatory nickname for them, and that is the Bitters. They're called the Bitters. Why? Because they resent their red neighbours. They resent the success. They haven't had the same sort of success. They always seem to be angry and pessimistic. They always seem to look on the worst side of things. They harbour negative thoughts about others that they have to live beside, even when they're in the same family. There's a bitterness. They really don't like the fact that at the height of their success, they weren't allowed to compete in the top competitions, and they blamed Liverpool for that, or Liverpool fans. They were called the bitters. What are we harbouring in our hearts this morning? What grudges are we holding? What feelings of resentment do we have? Where are we feeling a little bit, because we all have something. But the Bible tells us, God will lead us to places where we're squeezed, where maybe we discover that bitterness. We don't want to be bitter when we're squeezed. These guys in Israel have seen rescue and miracles galore. Not long before, three days before, they were singing praise and worship. Maybe that's us this morning. We're here going, yes, God. And in three days' time, maybe our mood will change because someone or something is in our heart that shouldn't be. Where are we harboring resentment? Three days in the desert and they grumble. They grumble against their leaders. I sometimes know how Moses feels. They grumble against the person who they blame for it. And worst of all, when they finally come to some water in this desert place, when they find provision, the place is called Mara, which means bitterness. It means bitterness. Because the water tastes awful. Max Lucado, a famous Christian author, said this, their jubilation over liberation became frustration over dehydration. I like that. Their jubilation over liberation became frustration over dehydration. They became bitter because it didn't take long for them to be squeezed a little bit before they started moaning. Bitterness is not a good taste. The resentment and the stuff that's inside us, when we are squeezed, when we're hard-pressed, what comes out will not taste good. But the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you're a Christian this morning, the challenge is to you particularly. You are carrying his grace. You are carrying his love. We've prayed for Jeremiah to display his love and joy and peace. And yet, when we're squeezed, is that what we demonstrate? Or is it bitterness that comes out? Maybe this morning you're feeling disappointed. Maybe you're feeling let down. Maybe you're feeling left out. Maybe you're jealous. Maybe you dwell on all of these things. And when the squeeze comes, the results don't taste great. When the squeeze comes, what comes out is not going to be good. In verse 25, it says that the Lord put them to the test. We don't like to think about God testing us. It's bad enough that in life we have to go through tests. We start with SATs, then it's O-levels, GCSEs. I did GCSEs. It's okay, I'm not that old. 
A-levels, degree, whatever, driving tests, theory tests. Somebody told me the other day that they passed their driving test, their theory test on their fourth go, and their driving test on their fourth go, and they said, that's because four's my lucky number. <laughs> I said, well, surely you'd be better having the number one as your lucky number. <laughs> then you don't have to pay for three of each test beforehand, because that doesn't sound very lucky to me. But actually, when was the last test you had? For many of us, this last year and a half has been one big test. Maybe this week you've had a tough test. I know that people sitting in this room in the last fortnight have had real difficulties with their health. They've had real problems with issues. Maybe, let me ask a question, who drives an electric car? Look at them smug. <laughs> Maybe yesterday you were harboring some resentments against them. Maybe now you really are. Okay, maybe now you're thinking, those people who can just sit in Tesco car park and read the Bible while they plug in. Oh. <laughs> Wish I was them. Maybe it's a big conspiracy theory to make everybody switch to electric cars. Who knows? Maybe you were low on fuel yesterday and you were sat behind somebody with 20 jerry cans filling up. Even when I'm saying it, you're starting to feel a bit... Rrr. Okay? Maybe... You've had health issues that just won't go away. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's still waiting for the promise that God has given you. Maybe it's just seeing others succeed. What test are you going through? Make sure it doesn't stir up bitterness. One of the illustrations I thought of this morning was, you know, this is a bit like the bitter water here. It's tea. I can't stand tea, Okay. I'm sorry if that's horrendous for some people. I can't stand tea. If you ever come to your house, don't offer me tea, because I will drink it out of politeness, but I don't like it. Okay? I think to, no people are going, yeah, next time Johnny comes anywhere near me, I'm giving him a cup of tea. Jeff Shad's nodded his head with an evil laugh, yeah? Okay? This, this is the bitter water here. Now, maybe you're thinking... I can keep a little bit of that bitterness in my heart. I can keep a little bit of that resentment. Maybe you're thinking, I don't have to let go because actually on Sunday, I come to church and I praise his name and it's all, oh, this is good. Mmm, ah, tastes good. Tastes good. But look what happens when we add this pure water to the bitterness. Makes no difference. Because the bitterness is the thing that overrides You've got to get it out. I often talk about forgiveness um, with the, the Fresh Start group. And I have to say, if you had a splinter in your finger, you wouldn't go around saying, look at my splinter. Look at, oh, that splinter, that table was really horrible to me. Look at my splinter. Because a splinter can kill you. What do you do if you get a splinter? You get it out. Unforgiveness is like a splinter. Bitterness is like a splinter. Resentment is like a splinter. Think of the things that are in your heart. Make yourself uncomfortable this morning. This isn't about you saying, yeah, that person has feelings about me. This is about you saying, what am I storing in my heart? Because when you're squeezed, it's going to come out. When you're squeezed, it's going to come out. We don't like to think about God testing our faith. But the Bible teaches that he does. There's loads of examples, you know, one famous saying is that without the test, there is no testimony. Without the test, there's no testimony. We don't like to think about God testing our faith, but Abraham and Isaac, God tested his faith. 
Gideon, God tested his faith. Gold and silver refined in fires purifies it, doesn't it? Gold and silver goes through the heat and it makes it better. Yeah? Diamonds. Pressure. You don't get a diamond without pressure. And they come out pure and stronger. But the test here was given up front. After this moment of three days without water, after they'd come to this place of bitterness, God says to them, listen to God, do what's right, pay attention to my commands and be obedient. That's the test I'm giving you. And the test is the same today. I'll say it again. Listen to God, pay attention to what his word says, do what's right and be obedient. That is the one test that God will continually give us. How are we doing? First thing, listen. Do we just ignore what God's trying to say? Do we think, I've heard it all before, I'll switch off? Do we not even bother to focus? That is the test that God wants us to follow today. It's the test he set the Israelites. Listen, follow, obey, trust. But there's even more in this short passage. They come to the bitter water and Moses cries out, what shall I do, God? All these people are moaning at me. They're saying, I'm not. I've led them to this place. I've taken them to this place that they don't want to be. There's resentment towards me. There's resentment towards God. There's just anger and anxiety because they're being squeezed. What does God say? See that tree? Throw it in the water. (laughs) You know, what a random thing. God might ask you to do something really random. See that tree, throw it in the water. And what happened? The tree took the bitterness away. The tree took the bitterness away. The word here that's used for wood is actually tree. It's X-U-L-O-N, zulon. It's a Greek word in the New Testament. Where else do we find the word with the same connotation? Well, the Hebrew version of it is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. What's it talking about? The tree of life. The tree of life. It's in Revelation chapter 22. What's it talking about? The tree of life, whose leaves bring healing for the nations. The tree that brings healing for the nations. Again, we see Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals at the beginning, at the end, and in the middle. The tree that brings healing. He is the Alpha and the Omega and everything in between. But we also see this word used in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. And this, if you're not a Christian this morning, this is a really important verse. Because it says this. He himself, that's Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds... You have been healed. The word cross there is the same word for tree. He who bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness, by his wounds you have been healed. I am the Lord who heals you. The word cross is the tree. He died on that tree, the tree of Calvary. Why did he do it? For the healing of the nation. For the healing of the nations, because he is the Lord that heals. I am the Lord. We have a very serious problem in our world at the moment. Maybe when I say that, you're thinking petrol, Donna and Peter, huh? Maybe you're thinking COVID. No. 
The serious problem we have in our world is that everybody has stopped passing the test. The test is to listen to God. Look at his commands. Be obedient. We've stopped passing the test. We've stopped listening to God. We've stopped being led by God. And even those of us who say we trust God, when we're squeezed, we're bitter and not sweet. When we're squeezed, we're bitter and not sweet. Do you know, the wood thrown into the water changed it from bitterness to sweet. The cross of Jesus should change our lives from bitterness to sweetness. So that when we're squeezed, we're tasting good. So that when we're squeezed, others taste grace. There's a famous song that everyone in this room will know. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound to save a wretch like me. We need to taste of his grace. Not the bitterness of resentment. If you've got a problem with somebody in the family this morning, deal with it before God. Even if it's just a momentary moan, deal with it. Stop being resentful. The promise of healing to the Israelites was especially for the time between the exodus and arriving in the promised land. This promise that God gives here, I am the Lord that heals you. If you do these things, it won't affect you the way it did the Egyptians. If you just pass the test, you'll be protected from the stuff that affected the nations around you. It's the same today. If we follow the test, we can be protected from the effects of sin. Ultimately, we have ultimate healing. What affects the nation around us the most? I would say disobedience. Disobedience, both to the law of the land, but also to God's law. The Bible says all have sinned from top to bottom. Everybody has missed the mark. But the words can take away the bitterness and can remove the ultimate impact of sin and death. So that's why in the New Testament it says, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Because death is not the end. For those of us who grasped the tree, who've said, Jesus, I trust that you died for me. I believe that you paid the price. By his wounds, we have been healed. We still might get ill on this planet. We are living in a world that is going down. We've said this, the warnings are very clear. But today, the promise is the healing of the nations. Throughout the Bible, the promise is the healing from our sin. Throughout the Bible, the promise is that by his wounds, we are healed. Whose wounds? Jesus, on the tree that can change bitterness to sweetness that can change lives around. So as I finish, that always gives you hope, doesn't it? Hopefully it's not false. As a Christian today, are we grumbling and bitter? Are we having a moan? Are you, are you treating me like Moses? <laughs> I don't know. Are you treating others that way? Are you treating God that way? Are you saying, you're not good enough? Well, this passage tells me to get back to the cross that not only sounds sweet, but will sweeten you in the squeeze, but will change your life around. Are you not Christian today? Then come and taste and see that God is good, that God is good, and that he can be your Lord who provides and creates. What happens at the end of the story that we read this morning? God changes the bitterness to sweetness, but actually there's more because he takes them to a place of abundance. He takes them to a place of more than if you read that bit at the end, it says he came to Elim when there were 12 springs. Not just one spring, 
Not just one nice bit of water, 12. And it shows it's fertile because it even says 70 palm trees. It was a fertile place. He gave them sweetness from bitterness, but then brought them to more than. That is the same that God is doing today. He can change your bitterness for sweetness and take us to a place that is better. So God says this morning, look at that wood. Look at that cross. Get hold of it and trust the man that is no longer hanging there because he rose from the dead. Why? For your ultimate healing. For the healing of the nations. For the life that he can give you. Why? Because he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Let's pray. Father God, we know that we still suffer in this life. We know that sometimes things are difficult. And we just want to wait on you this morning. Father, your promise is to heal from sin, to heal from that sickness that will ultimately kill us. And Father, you want to give us life. You want to give us abundance. You want to give us more than. And yet so often we settle for missing the test. Help us today to listen, to pay attention to your word and help us to say, you are my God who has healed me, who has turned my bitterness to sweetness. Father God, if there's anyone in this room this morning who calls themselves yours, I pray, Lord, that they will take the splinters from their heart, that they will stop being bitter and resentful, that they will stop focusing on the people who hurt them, that they will stop focusing on the situations that are difficult, and that they will turn their eyes to the God who is over all and who promises to be with us. Father God, we pray this morning that we will know you for ourselves and that we will be people who in the squeeze taste sweet, that we will know the quality as we go through hard times, that we will see your grace, your love, your joy, and your peace. So we ask these things in your name. Amen.